maybe this Bobby Petrino hire could actually work out. We'll talk about it on this episode of the Locked On Aggies podcast. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Aggies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Joey Ikes. Thanks so much for making Locked On Aggies your first listen. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. We've had some technical difficulties over the last couple of weeks, but we're glad to be back. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Bobby Petrino. But first, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, this Bobby Petrino hire, I've made my feelings extremely clear about how it makes me feel as an Aggie about the school in general and the off the field stuff and all that kind of stuff. And while I don't want to minimize that aspect of the situation because it certainly matters, we have to talk about the football aspect of it. And the more and more I think about it and, and really just digest the whole situation, the situation as, you know, overall on the football field, I think it has a chance to maybe actually work. And, and the reason why is, there's there's several reasons why. And one of them is, when you think about the needle that Jimbo Fisher was trying to thread with what he wanted when he hired an offensive coordinator. What he wanted when he hired an offensive coordinator was somebody who had experience. He was not going to go out and hire a brand new guy who never called plays before or maybe only had one or two years of experience at a lower level or something like that. Even if that might have been sort of the the innovative, maybe idea-pushing path, that was never going to be something that he did. That's just not in Jimbo's nature to do something like that. And as much as we may have wanted him to do something like that, that's just, that was not going to happen. So he was going to want somebody with some experience. And part of the reason he wants somebody with experience is because as he's expressed, he wants somebody that he can hand the baton to on the offensive side of the ball, hand the play sheet to, and not have to have too much involvement on a down-to-down basis with the play calling. He doesn't want to have to have a ton of oversight over this guy calling the plays day to day. Sure, he's going to be a part of, you know, the offensive brain meld that's going to happen on Monday through Friday. But on Saturdays, he doesn't want to have to be deeply involved in that. Why? Because he's got to manage the game. He's got to make sure, all right, we're going to go for Hey, we're going to go for it on fourth down here, Bobby. Be ready for it on your third down call. Hey, we're going to go for two here. Pull out your best two-point play. 
he he wants to be ready for that kind of stuff, not necessarily to be worried about whether he is calling the whether he's got the right personnel on the field and all that other kind of stuff. He wants to be able to worry about whether he needs to challenge that incomplete call or challenge the the out of bounds ruling. So he wanted to be able to hand that guy off. He probably wanted somebody who's going to run an offense that is not too dissimilar in structure to what Jimbo has run over the course of his career. And now we can talk about all of the things that have been said about Jimbo Fisher's offense, how it's stale, how it's not innovative, how there's not enough motion, not enough tempo, not enough all those kinds of things, not enough 2023 football aspects. And I think that's really, when you think about those three criterias, it really sort of narrows down the candidate list of who you're going to get. They may have gone out there and gone after a, a Garrett Riley, who wound up at Clemson after, you know, sort of all the reports were that he was going to stick around TCU or go try to find a head coaching job. He saw an opportunity at Clemson and took it. But he wasn't going to go get, you know, a guy from a lower level, a guy from a James Madison or something like that, that he might have been interested in, that fans might have seen the production and been interested in. He wanted a guy who has experience at the highest levels. And that's something Bobby Petrino has in spades. We're going to talk more about you know, what it is about Bobby Petrino's offense that would have made it appealing to Jimbo Fisher as an offensive coordinator. But first, I'm excited to tell you guys, always excited to tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football and college football bowl season, basketball, college basketball, golf, tennis, we've got it all at Bet Online. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks again for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every day. Make sure to check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Bobby Petrino offense is on the scope of college football offenses 
leans very strongly towards the pro style of offense. I mean, Bobby Petrino even took a an NFL head coaching job at one point in his career. So we know Bobby Petrino runs an offense like an NFL offense. And I can, and you know, sure, Chip Kelly took an NFL job. Cliff Kingsbury took an NFL job. Bobby Petrino was in the league 10 years before those guys were. And so that was well before the NFL was nearly as um, welcoming to these new um, high-flying college concepts that they have become over the last five or six years or so. But the last time Bobby Petrino was in major college football in 2018 his team averaged 34 rushing attempts per game. The year before that, when they were eight and five, his team averaged 38 rushing attempts per game for 245 yards. That's 6.4 yards per carry. The year before that, they go nine and four. They averaged 40 rushing attempts per game. So this is not, Bobby Petrino is not an air raid coach. His teams are going to average 35 to 40 rushing attempts per game. And I mean, and we're talking about, granted, in that period of time, he was coaching quarterbacks, including Lamar Jackson. And so this guy knows how to call an offense that is multifaceted, that runs the ball, and we know the talent that A&M has at running back, even with Devon A-Chain going to the NFL, you bring in Reuben Owens. We know the talent that they have on the offensive side of the ball, and that is going to give Bobby Petrino the opportunity to be multiple in his offense. And anytime you can have the threat of being multiple. Now, we know from studies at the NFL level and even at the college level that you don't have to be able to run the ball well to have play action passing be effective. That is something that gets thrown around a lot. That just frankly is it's just not all that accurate. But if you can run the ball well and run the ball well when you need to run the ball, when you have the lead, when it's second down or third down and short, when you're at the goal line, plays like that. When you can do that, it helps your quarterback. And one of the other things that doesn't get talked about nearly enough with how many times should we run the ball is especially a quarterback who, you know, a guy who's playing in a pro style offense, they're probably going to give Connor Wigman a lot. 
They're going to give him a lot at the line of scrimmage. They're going to give him a lot pre-snap. They're going to give him a lot post-snap to read, to diagnose, to understand. And sometimes it's just nice as a quarterback and as an offensive coordinator to be able to give your quarterback a play off mentally in that when I get to the line of scrimmage and I read the defense and I see, okay, the numbers make sense. I don't have to check out of this play. All I have to do is call my cadence, take the snap, and turn and hand the ball to my running back, and the running back's going to take care of the rest. I can get out of there on my boot action and everything and just take a couple of deep breaths and watch the play happen. Sometimes, especially in a tight game against a really good defense that mixes up their coverages pre-snap and post-snap and does all these different things that these teams like Alabama and Georgia and LSU and all these other schools are doing at a really, really high level for the college game right now. To be able to just give Connor Wigman a playoff every now and then. Hey, just run outside zone. Just hand the ball to Ruben Owens. Let the offensive line block for him. We're going to go get you some yards. Maybe it busts into an explosive play. We're going to set up an easier play for you on the next down, or we're going to get this first down for you on third and three, and you don't have to go convert it. You don't have to read the defense, pick up the designer coverage, dodge a pass rusher, and make a, make a hero play. Hand the ball off. We're going to go get you some yardage. And so Bobby Petrino is going to run the ball. And he's also going to create explosive plays in the passing game. And we're going to talk about his history doing that. But first, I'm very excited to guys to tell you, as always, about Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, you've got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me and you want to eat healthier but you don't want to compromise taste in the process, I've just got the thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. It, you'll think it's impossible that they're good for you. It's perfect for that New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better, like I said, they're healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams protein if you're tracking your macros these bars are unbelievable and now you don't even need to wait around to have a box shipped to you for years we've been telling you guys about getting built bars at built.com but now you can get them at your local walmart and your local sam's club that's right drive right down the street we know there's a walmart there head to the nearest walmart walk into the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars you can pick up a four-pack box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with hip flavors like brownie butter and churro. You can thank me later.
how is Bobby Petrino going to create explosive plays? Or let's rephrase that question. Can Bobby Petrino create explosive plays in an offense, in a passing offense? And we know, we know the answer to that question is yes. How do we know that answer is the answer to that question is yes. All we have to do is look at, look back to his time. I mean, really, you could do it at Arkansas too. Lamar Jackson created explosive plays in the passing game, but we used his time at Louisville to highlight his willingness to run the ball. In terms of creating explosive plays, we will look back at his time at Arkansas where he had a bunch of different kinds of quarterbacks. The, the most notable one that he had in his time at Arkansas was Ryan Mallett, six foot seven, just unbelievable, just massive statuesque quarterback in the pocket. And, I mean, this guy threw for almost 4,000 yards on 400 attempts in 2010, 32 touchdowns, only 12 interceptions, and averaged about almost 10 yards per attempt. So we are not talking about dink and dunk three, four, five yards offense here. Yes, there's some West Coast type elements with plays like mesh and the shallow cross concepts and things like that that were West Coast offense staples and are still at the NFL and college level West Coast offense staples that are also happen to be air raid staples of offenses run by the late Mike Leach and Hal Mooney and Garrett Riley and Lincoln Riley and all of those kinds of guys. But that is not necessarily what he's going to use those to try to create explosive play opportunities. And I mean, let's just be real honest about the talent level that Bobby Petrino has to work with here versus what he had the last time he was at the major college football level, which was Louisville in 2018. Now, Louisville in 2018 had an amazing Heisman Trophy winning quarterback in Lamar Jackson, who's gone on to the NFL and the youngest player to ever win an MVP and um, just amazing accomplishments and an amazing quarterback. But he has not had five-star receivers like Evan Stewart. He has not had receivers like Moose Muhammad. He has not had the level of tight end talent that he's going to have at A&M. He's not had the level of running back talent that he's had at, or that he will have at A&M. And he's got a five-star quarterback in Connor Wigman, who is probably the best quarterback not named Lamar Jackson, who Bobby Petrino was going to have coached in at least 10, maybe 15 years. He at least has some of the most raw talent. And we've heard, you know, Billy Leachy mentioned it on one of their podcasts at Texags not that long ago when it comes to Bobby Petrino and recruiting. There was some, some worry that maybe Bobby Petrino didn't really like recruiting all that much. And maybe that's why he had dropped down a level in college football. But what Billy mentioned is that he sort of heard that 
without having, without being sort of encumbered and burdened with all of the head coach related stuff that Bobby Petrino is a little bit reinvigorated in terms of being able to scout and evaluate players and see how they're going to fit in his offense and go out and make the visits and make the calls and those sorts of things in addition to being there ready to call the plays and, and put the offenses together. And part of that is that it's been a long time since Bobby Petrino has had the opportunity to go out and call on and make offers to and be a legitimate contender for the types of four and five star offensive talents that he is going to have the exposure to at AM. So when you talk about Evan Stewart, when you talk about Moose Muhammad, when you talk about maybe Anias Smith coming back, we still haven't heard anything from Anias. The the extra COVID year of eligibility messes with the deadline situation for that a little bit for Anias. So we're not real sure what he's going to do yet at this point. But you add Ruben Owens and Le'Veon Moss and all these Connor Wigman and all these guys. And it's a ton of talent on the offensive side of the ball. And we have seen Bobby Petrino be very successful on offense with much less talent than what he has. And we've seen him do it at major college football level. And if unencumbered by head coaching duties, he is able to raise his game on the offensive side of the ball. And unencumbered by offensive coordinator duties, Jimbo Fisher is able to raise his game as the CEO, head coach, overseer. This AM football team in 2023 could have a chance to do some really, really really special things. Guys, thanks for joining us. We are so glad to be back. Glad to be past these technical difficulties. Thanks so much for joining us. You can find me on Twitter at Joey Ikes. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Aggies. You can find us on YouTube at Locked on Aggies there as well. And now that you've checked out Locked on Aggies, make sure you go check out our brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. The AM basketball team is making some noise in SEC play right now. I'm sure we'll talk about that next week a little bit. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court, plus hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks so much again for joining Locked on Aggies, and we will see you next time. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.